Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania is the 31st Marvel Cinematic Universe movie and the first to introduce Kang the Conqueror. But does this film conquer all or does it shrink under pressure? I'm Mike. And I'm Darren. And this is Popscorn. Welcome to Popscorn, the Fans 10 Minute Movie Review Podcast, and today we are talking about Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, otherwise known as Ant-Man 3, otherwise known as the 31st Marvel Cinematic Universe movie. Any questions of, oh, is it good? I was like, yes, but <laughs> there's 30 other movies you need to watch to get the full context. At best, you've got to watch five? Ant-Man. Uh... To do Ant-Man movies, Cap. Civil War, yep. and then two Avengers movies. At least. At least. And probably Loki. So there's yeah. a TV show thrown in there as well. So six things you need to watch <laughs> to have just the baseline understanding for this movie. Just a chance oh. at getting it. It's, uh, it's real something else. Bloom's it's... really coming off the rose, isn't it? Mm. <laughs> oh, this, is, this is bad. Good Lord. Uh, this isn't like, you know, when I, we reviewed The Eternals and I went, this is the bad one. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not there and i think that i mean there's two reasons for that yeah. they are called paul rudd and jonathan yes. majors yes. and they are the only things that are pulling me through this uh, cards on the table yep i liked it okay i didn't love it it's yet another in a long run of middle mid table mid table marvel now takes up two thirds of the list <laughs> easily that that kind of that it's very much an Everton type of thing. It's just everything's fine. It's all it it, it it functions, I guess. But like, it's not bad. But it's not transcendent. It's not great, yeah. which we have had in this series. Mm. But yeah, overall, I didn't come out think I I, I thought oh, some of these reviews have been a bit harsh. But to the same token, I imagine you're going to give me some negatives, and I'm going to go, yeah, fair. I agree with that. I'm always going to be the person that fills that role. Drag us down. Drag us down, and I make things worse. I didn't hate it. I didn't think it was in any way, shape or form special. No. And I think that's the problem here mm. is that this felt like, and I think it has a lot to do with where they decided to set the thing and how they've decided to film the thing. Yeah. I remember when Marvel movies used to look like real films that had superheroes in them. Yeah. And Ant-Man and the Wasp, uh, Quantumania feels... More and more like an episode of, let's say, Doctor Who, where they filmed it all in one corner of the same set. Only the set for this film is a corner of a green screen. Uh, it is. They even said like it is basically most ninety percent of this movie was shot in the volume, which yep. is the thing they use on the Mandalorian. And I think even Peyton Reed came out and went, "We've probably pushed it as far as it can go in its current iteration." Yes, because Mandalorian is shorter, has more time to refine itself. And is dealing with slightly more realistic locations. Mm. Like, it, it's more of a convenience thing there as opposed to something that, you know, has to anchor the world because you're in a fantastical world like the quantum realm. Yeah. No, no joke, 90% is probably too low for how much we spend in there. I think within the first 15 minutes, we're into the quantum realm and then we're outside of it for maybe like... Two? Maybe not even two, I think one scene. Yeah. At the end where we're out of it. So, I, it's a double-edged sword for me. 
Because on the one hand, I really appreciate how fucking weird this movie is. Mm. It is, it, it's that level of like strangeness that I wanted Multiverse of Madness to yeah. be. Yeah. It, it achieves that, I think. Like, I, I'll give it this. It's ambitious. Is it? It's ambitious in how weird and like off the wall it wants to be. Like, it could, maybe it's not telling the most grandiose of stories and it could have gone even weirder. Mm. But I appreciate this taking some chances. But you're right. The problem with that is it's then it feels a little empty. It's all yeah. green screen yeah. all the time. It's empty. It, it, it's very flat in terms of its cinematography. It is very much just here are some actors in front of a screen that we put in the cool stuff later. Yeah. And it can occasionally deliver a laugh, mostly because of Paul Rudd. I think two. I think we capped out two laughs for me. Yeah. Um, I'm sure we shared one which is a joke about how many holes someone has. Yes. Because that's a running joke. Yes. And I think there's... It wasn't... You definitely won't share the second one with me, and it is a spoiler for the ending, um, and I will tell you post-spoilers. Good, okay. So where do I land with this? I, I I think I would like to have seen something that has a bit more dread. Okay. The dread is made into a joke, and it's probably one of the worst jokes. At the very, very end of this movie. Yeah. And I, I feel like there could have been more... You know, start of phase five, big establishing of your next big villain. Yes. And without spoiling too much, you basically did a reset. And I, that might be a spoiler for people. Trust me, it's not the way that you think it is, but you've ba- they yeah. basically, you know, they put the lid back on the lamp and mm. just went, okay, that's enough until phase six now. And there's only so many times we can do that without having something like WandaVision that opened on something catastrophic and spent time dealing with it. Or like Civil War that went, right, that's it. The Avengers are fucking over. Mm. And then spent a phase going, and whilst the Avengers are broken up, X, Y, Z happened. Yes. Which is where I think we need to be. And Phase 4 affected fuck all. The start of Phase 5, the introduction of Kang the fucking Conqueror, now also affects fuck all. And that's your issue. You don't have any paradigm shifts whatsoever. It's not that I disagree. I think it, that's save. Let's save that for the nearest spoiler corner because mm. I think that the, the grandiose, bigger picture problems with this movie are juicy. But I feel like we, we, we're putting the cart before the horse if we don't talk. Because I, I that's think true. What cart this, on the table, so to speak. Yeah. <laughs> what this film has, again, to compare it to kind of Doctor Strange, which the Ant Man and the Doctor Strange movies have always kind of been like. I've always preferred the Ant Man movies, but like they're, 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 they're dealing with the same mid table. It's mm. Palace and Everton. Again, football <laughs> metaphors for someone who doesn't really understand football. Nope. Um, what this film has that that one doesn't is a much stronger cast. Yes. I think throughout mm. giving if they don't give the level of performances that they do, like with the occasional smattering of really good stuff, mm. this movie does fall apart. Yeah. Like it, it is that level of multiverse madness, if not worse. There's there's no uh, no this film without Jonathan Majors. Oh, he's so good the, in this. The prison thick galactic oh! king himself. You see at the end they found a way to take a bit of his armor off yeah. so they can go boo. So he's Creed three is like this Friday. Yeah. So there's a whole lot of Jonathan Majors <laughs> in the world. Jonathan Majors and Pedro Pascal cannot be escaped at the moment. Right. You are watching something <laughs> with them in at some point. Um, yeah, he... You watch, they'll announce a Gears of War movie next week, and they'll both be in it. Honeypea. Something like that. And Batista will be um, Marcus Phoenix. Yes, there you go. Batista. 
Um, I don't know who the hell Pedro Pascal can play. I but... don't know Gears of War well enough. <laughs> I'm sure there's a Latino guy. That, that there is play. Dom. There you go. Boom. Uh, and uh, Jonathan Majors. Jonathan Majors is Coltrane. Done. Easy peasy. <laughs> he it, packed it. Fucked off. He is really good in this because I feel like. So we know he's the next big man. His name is in the title of Avengers Five. Yes. So you have to set him up differently, and I think. There's a big picture reason why he's different to Thanos, mm. which we'll get to. But I feel like he's more... He's trying to be more of a cerebral threat mm. than Thanos. Like, Thanos wasn't dumb, but he was much more physically imposing. Yes. That's, that was his end. This guy is a much more cooler, calmer... Like, there's an inevitability about how smart he is and how he's going to win because the odds are massively stacked in his favour. Mm. Um, that I really appreciated. So he's definitely the highlight of the whole movie. Visually, I think sometimes it, it the, the Kang armor doesn't work mm. all the time. I appreciate they tried to keep the blue face thing, but it just looks a little dumb. I don't, I'm not the biggest fan. No, I don't mind it. It's it's fine enough. I I weirdly think the way that because the way you described both. Thanos and Kang, and I think even in a movie that's this middling to bad, hmm. Kang is such a goddamn standard because of the actor you've chose. Yes. What I found interesting about Kang is that much, actually pretty much the reverse of what you said, Thanos was the big imposing dude who could beat Seven Shades of Shit out of you, hmm. but was confident, had a resolve, very calm, and was just like, this is all, you know, this is all going to happen, it is foretold it's going to happen, yes. they call me a madman. Etc. Etc. Yeah, yeah. What I like about Kang is that he knows he's going to win, mm. but he's he's either, depending on your interpretation, either incredibly angry about it. Yes. Or weirdly, like I got a good sense of fear from that performance. Like mm. he was scared of what he was capable of, or whether it was him or another version of him, and what he needs to do. There's there's almost like a lilt in his voice voice from the mm. line of the trailer where he asks, have I killed you before? And it's like, yeah, sure, it exudes confidence, but also I will continue. Like, not only is this my purpose, mm. even I shock myself. It's that level of like, there are layers in this performance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even when he just resorts to big shouty time. There's still, it feels like it sounds like he's in pain half the time. Right. And I thought that was so impressive. To the same point, he also sounds like he's bored. Mm. Like he's like, like this is a chore to him. Yeah. Like this is not something like Thanos was had like biblical like importance in yeah. what he was doing, and that's that was his that's where his drive came from. Of like, no, 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 I am, I'm destined to do this. This is my holy mission from God, mm. death. And it's it's more of like like a corporate takeover. He's like. <sighs> Look, I, I have to do this. I'm going to do this. And he's kind of past it at this point, mm. again, because he kind of knows that he wins. He's been to the end of time. He knows what happens. It's an interesting take. I think the the, the, the headline version of it, when we're talking about the big picture-ness of it, mm. which I feel is, is maybe going to be a bit of a flaw, is that Thanos represents quality. Mm. Kang represents quantity. Yes, literally. Quantity mania. <laughs> in that there's just lots of him. And that's yes. how he's going to win, is that there's just, there's not just, like, there's one Thanos. You mm. chop his head off, you're good. Mm. Like, no, there's there's thousands of Kangs. And I don't know if that might be diminishing returns. I also don't know whether they they should have done that for Ultron. 
Like they, they yeah. had the Ultron bots, but I think it would have been cooler if it was just like, ah, we finally got rid of Ultron. Nope. And he just keeps... He can keep going and keep yeah. going. It feels like we're, we're heading here now with Kang, and it doesn't feel yes. like that should be Kang's thing. I feel like... And Jonathan Major does a good job of it. Kang should be a bit of a fucking madman. Yeah. He, sh- he should be incomprehensibly knowing. Mm. And even the things that he, that he says will not make sense. And I think that would have been interesting. Bec- and then have that level of scheming that goes with that. So you want Jonathan Majors always playing a galaxy brain guy. Yes. Who's just, I'm already 10 levels ahead of you. Don't yeah. worry about it. I basically want him to be played by Se- like Seto Kaiba. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> and that, I just realised that that is what I'm asking for. Yes. He <laughs> <laughs> does have Seto vibes, actually. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Well, that's that problem solved. There you go. Jonathan Majors is your PS5. <laughs> the Kyber Dynasty. <laughs> anyway, so so it, it's a good villain anchoring performance. Yes. And I'm very much appreciative. Um, it's, it's, it's weird that... Because this is the thing. It's like... The reason why I think quantity might be a problem of like... Minor spoiler alert. Ant-Man prevails. Mm. Like, then it means Ant-Man... A lowly Avenger has dealt with our Kang. Hmm. That means that, like, oh, that, that means that they need to be lots of him in order for it to be an Avengers level threat. Yes. you know what I mean. And I don't know if that kind of then, like, does that kneecap your villain? But Thanos didn't need that. He fucking bodied the Hulk within two minutes of the start of the movie, <laughs> and that's no what problem. set the tone. Yeah, like completely. That was like, okay, the, the Hulk's gonna batter him. Yeah, no, he hit Bruce Banner so hard he became a pacifist. Like, that, that, <laughs> fuck me. That is that's that's Thanos' first two minutes is batters the Hulk into being a pacifist and kills a god. Kills a god, picks Thor up like he's a rag doll, <laughs> and basically turns fucking the Hulk into Mahatma Gandhi, like pounding <laughs> him in the face. <laughs> I don't know what Kang has to do to have that level of like. Oh shit! Because they because the performance has all of that gravity. It really does. But I feel like we this is now his second like shot of like well because mm. we had he who remains mm. who was Kang in all but name, and now this we were probably going to have to touch on that in Loki season two because of all yep. the Kanginess going on in there, and it feels like Jonathan Majors has the range to keep playing different versions and keep it interesting. But it's just I don't know if the you're kneecapping your threat a little bit. If if we get used to seeing him. And we get you to see him getting defeated by like TV level heroes. Yeah. There's your problem. It's a problem of just like there. Well, then quantity has to be the problem, and that's just inherently not as interesting as quality. Mm. So it's it's a dangerous game they're playing. I I appreciate that they're trying something different to what they have with Thanos, which is nice. But yeah, it, it's yeah. Um, right. So other people, yes, Paul Rudd, still good. It's always good. He's always great. And he continues to be so. Yes. I I worry that as a character, he hasn't changed much. That's a, that's a Marvel problem, to be fair. Yeah, it is. The, the status quo. Like, he hasn't changed much. Wasp has not changed. I don't Fundamentally, think... <laughs> Wasp hasn't changed. She hasn't got much of a character to change. But, like, they You could take Wasp out of this script and it would not change an really, iota. Like, she doesn't... She's on the like her name is in the title. Yes, we call it Ant Man Quantumania, but it's Ant Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Yes, and she's so like superfluous. Yeah, I feel Bugs of Angeline Lee is good and can do good things. Is there but... like one scene where she's in the suit? Don't count the bit where she's falling down because that's mostly CG. Is there one scene 
where she's in the suit. Yes, the bit where they're escaping the bar, the Bill Murray bar. Yes, her you suited are right. and booted. But it, it, it feels like they've already got bored of the wasp and they want to go and play with their new toy in, in, in Cassie <laughs> over here. Yeah. Like we've, we've got a new Ant-Man we can play around with and Wasp is just... Well, she has to be there, doesn't she? She's a legacy character. But, like, so, well, but, I mean, that's my review of Wasp's done. <laughs> she had no character. She continues to have no characters. Like, could you name one good line? No. One good character <laughs> beat that made her change her perspective on life? Her entire role in this movie is, it's not even expository. It's just asking questions like, Mom, what did you do? Like, that's her yeah, role. Yeah, yeah. She's a daughter. Role. That is full stop. That, that's your end of your characterization. Yeah. She has the same amount of impact on the plot as Cassie did in Ant-Man 1. Mm. Actually, no. Less. less. And again, Evangeline Lee is a good actress. Mm. You can give her comedy to do. You can give her anything you want to do. And I feel like she'll be able to do it. I don't think she's ever had much chemistry with Paul Rudd. Or at least it's been diminishing returns each time. Certainly from Ant-Man 1. Yeah. In this one, like, there's, they are definitely in a relationship. But that that's not dwelt upon in any way, shape or form. Yeah. It is incidental to the plot that they are together. They don't argue with each other. They don't have a liver's tiff or anything like that. They are consistently together, which, again, I guess is healthy storytelling. You know, you don't always have to have jeopardy in your love life. But, again, it just it kind of speaks to this lack of, like, well, what are the, what is interesting about these characters? What is what is the journey? What is the hero's journey that their heroes are journeying on? Yes. I don't feel that they just react to things. Yes. That that is basically it. it is there was some information that was being kept from these people and it is two hours of them going, What? <laughs> basically like, literally that's the fuck outside of Ant Man and Cassie, that's the plot. Yeah. And it gets old and formulaic. And mm. not even like Marvel formulaic. The first hour of this movie you you could have guessed beat for fucking beat. Yeah. And that's it, the problem. It, it's it's held up by it just being so weird and outlandish that you just kinda of don't because they're reacting to weird things weirdly. Yes. It's fine. Paul Rudd gets by because he's funny. Like, he's given the rope to be able to be funny. And don't give that really to anybody else. Like, again, they they, they all have, like, bits. Like, um, I think um, uh, The White Gold has yes. a really good scene with Jonathan Majors early on mm. in the quantum realm. Um, yeah. I completely forgot what her name was. It's Michelle Pfeiffer. I, had to, I just knew her as the white girl. <laughs> she was just the white girl. Um, she, she, this is her best movie. Like she didn't really get to do much in Ant-Man and Wasp immediately. True. So like, they really gave her a lot to do in this movie. She yes. is more central to driving the plot forward than basically anybody else other than Kang. Yeah. Like she does more than Ant-Man and, and, and uh, Hank Pym and everybody else to move the plot forward. Mm. And she does good with it, which is nice. Um, yeah, her scene with Jonathan Major, I think, is probably the highlight of the film. Again, yeah, and I feel like the linchpin on those scenes is still Jonathan oh, no, Major. Jonathan Major. It's just it's that reaction to what she has seen. Yes, and how that evolves and spirals. But the pair of them, they're both really good in it. Yeah. So like, I have very little complaints about 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 Janet, but at the same time, it. <laughs> We can't do it without going into spoilers, but this movie is predicated on Janet being a terrible person. Yeah. So we're going to have to cross that bridge in spoilers. We but shall. Yeah, it's not It's not Michelle Pfeiffer's fault that, that her plot is so ropey. Mm. But her performance is good. Yes. Michael Douglas. Yeah. Why is he a fucking idiot now? He does seem to get dumber with each movie. He was like, in Ant-Man 1, he was like, 
okay, I picked somebody dumb enough to do this fucking heist, mm. but I'm the big brain boy here. Yes. I, I know how it works. You just have to run the suit. I liked that relationship of just mm. like, I don't care. If you do, you're just a monkey to me. Yes. If you die, I'll put some other criminal in the suit. I really like that. And now he's just, but I want to ant. And that's, that's his shtick. He's just, but I want to ant. He has devolved fully into the ants. Ants. Hey, man. Like, hey, man. Like he, <laughs> that, that, is, that is now what <laughs> Hank Pym does. Like, he just wants to play with his ants. That's his character. Like, but, like, he, he gets an occasional funny line, and I don't think, again, he's not the problem with this movie. I think he's fine. Mm. But yeah, it just, it, you can't escape the feeling that the plot is going through the motions to either give us cool gravity or a nice fight here and there. Yes. Oh, let's talk about him. About him? About Modoc. Do we have to talk about Modoc now? Oh, he's in the trailers. You see Modoc. Okay, fine. We'll talk about Modoc now. Had to be called fucking Darren, didn't he? <laughs> My wife liked this film. Because of that. Because of all the lines about Darren that yep. came out of this movie. Yep. Chief among which, just stop being a dick, Darren. <laughs> Didn't need that, Marvel. She has enough ways to insult me as it is that <laughs> you're giving her memes. <laughs> all right. You know what the problem is? I hadn't even made that connection. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was too fucking angry at the, <laughs> at the way they did Modoc dirty <laughs> to realise that this was ammunition. <laughs> like, every time he turns up, someone goes like, Darren? And you yeah. just kept looking at me ha! <laughs> That's <one>. you. That's <laughs> your name. Another one for the. <laughs> you know those, you know those fucking memes where it's like all the people turning around, and then the, the caption is like, "When the kid in the maths problem has your name." It's like that was that the film experience you had, basically. <laughs> this quote will make a fine addition to my collection. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, so thank Christ there are no. Is there any notable Michaels in the in the MCU? I don't think there is. Is there any Michaels? I don't Thank think there Christ. are any Michaels. That's good news. I'm gonna have to Google that later. I mean, there's Morbius, but we don't talk about. Morbius. <laughs> there is Morbius. True. He's got other memes. We don't talk about the memes <laughs> that came fucking Morbius. Sorry, which one? No, shut up. No, no, no. I'm, no, not, which... I'm not reminding you. I'm not reminding you. Do you need to we be not, specific? We are not going down this fucking road. <laughs> uh anyway. Modoc. <laughs> it will haunt your dreams. I know. Genuinely, if they got into Eurovision, that wouldn't be a bad thing. I'd fucking love to see that. <laughs> yes, it would be. You, you're telling me you wouldn't you wouldn't shoot I mean you watch Eurovision every year, so it's kind of besides the point. But yeah. if you heard off the meds were in Eurovision, you would you telling me you wouldn't watch their performance. I mean I would. <laughs> I'm not saying I'd root for them because they've ruined my life, but <laughs> Uh, you really don't want to talk about Maldock, do you? No, <laughs> Shit. I really don't. I. Why does he look like that? <laughs> this, is, this is a problem, right? Yeah. That caused me to have an existential crisis about Galactus. Mm. Go with me on this, right? No, I get it. He does look comic accurate. He's a big floaty head in a stupid chair, right? With little arms and little legs, To right? an extent, yeah. To an extent. They didn't go doofy enough with his face in mm. that it is just... Uh, Corey Stoll <laughs> with a fish eye lens on his face <laughs> it's as, as I gave you in the out of context clips yes it, it is just it is just um, wash and peg <laughs> Professor X it is Except... there is that better <laughs> yeah like it's it's 
bad and they should have gone doof they had all the range to go like proper like pull his face and go, yeah put in put in the yeah. the wrinkles you could have whited out the eyes yeah. you could have really gone for you know given him that proper like block like hairline yeah. the guy's been trapped down there since ant-man you, one you instead moved it more towards uncanny valley than was necessary yeah. go the opposite way make it look fake because he does he's a big stupid character but this is the thing he is a big, stupid character. Yeah. We're arguing about him looking dumb, but that's like modus modus operandi for Modoc. And oh, that made Modoc me worry operandi. about like Galactus, because like Galactus on paper is stupid looking. Yeah, the he's giant a big four thousand foot man in a big purple hat. Yeah. So if I want Galactus to be comic book accurate, I have to accept the fact that he's probably going to look quite stupid, which yes. will then immediately remove any threat because they do not treat Modoc as anything other than like comic relief oh yeah like modok will have nothing to do with anything he has in the books like there is going to be no aim shit there is going to be none of that this was a very much one and done we put in the comedy comedy character it's fucking slimer there you go i appreciate that like it made sense in the context of the world of like oh that's actually quite a neat whether they planned it or not in the first Ant-Man, of like, oh yeah, him shrinking down and then mm. that deforming his body and that's why he's shaped like Modoc, Makes more sense than AIM just felt like doing some science <laughs> and picked on a guy and turned him into this shit. Um, yeah, it's it's not it's not good. It does occasionally get a laugh. So if nothing else... It got n- maybe one chuckle out of me. And you know which shot I got do. the chuckle out of me. I do. I laughed every time he turned up. Fair the enough. second the helmet goes woof, which is a big problem with this movie is helmets constantly fucking going yeah, off. Yeah, can't be the people can't be in their costumes for two seconds. Oh Christ, no! Mm-mm. <sighs> can't be allowing that. It's. Do you remember when like Ant Man was in suit the entire fight in Civil War? Yeah. God, that was a good time, wasn't it? And this time it was whoosh, straight off. And yep. it's, it's actually, there's any amount of dialogue off, and then he'll go and do an action scene. And the next time he needs to speak, it could be mid-flight. Whoosh. I thought it was like canon that if he's giant, he needs the helmet on to breathe. Yeah, that's the point, isn't it? Yeah. So he's got the the point is that the pin particles are coming through the. Yes. Yeah. And that allows him to breathe because otherwise his lungs would collapse either if he went big or small. But yeah. there is instances of both where the helmet comes off. Yep. So they're starting to eat their own continuity, which isn't great. Um, I think that's all the main cast. Apart from Cassie. Oh, Christ. I forgot about Cassie. That's <laughs> bad. Um, yeah. Catherine Newton is usually good in most things I've seen her in. Yeah. And continues to be so. Yeah. It's more of a character I'm excited. I think she was fun. Mm. I think she was fine. It's it's a character I'm like, I'm more excited to see her in the inevitable Young Avengers movie we're going to get. Oh, yeah. We're getting that. Her playing off, um, her playing off uh, Kate Bishop, her playing off um, the Maximoff twins, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I think will be a fun time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think she's fine. She has a few good lines. I don't like that everyone's a super genius. Like yeah. genetically speaking, Cassie's the is the daughter of just two normal people. Mm. She's not related to the Pims. She's not related to the Van Dynes. She's not a super genius, and yet she built she built the tele like the the communicator thing yeah. during the blip. So it's not even like Hank Moe have coming in and like finessed it a little bit, but like we are to believe that a normal kid mm. who might have had access to some of the Ant Man stuff was able to build this. And Hank wasn't. That's the bit that doesn't line up then. Go That's on. just it's like, oh yeah, I built this thing during the blip. I'm like, you were dust during the blip. 
No, Cassie wasn't dust. Then why didn't... No, because Cassie ages. Ca- Hang on. Cassie does age. So why the fuck didn't... Because Ant-Man came out of the... Ah, uh, are you realm. thinking, why does? Why did Ant-Man not age? No, no, I know why Ant-Man doesn't age, because he was in the quantum realm, the, the snap happened, he came, he was down there for five hours, he came back up, went, what the fuck happened? Five years later. Five years later. But, no, well, this is, a, there, was a, there was a plot hole that I think, it, you have to do a little bit of thinking, slash watch a new Rockstars video, um, as to why they now don't age, like, 50 years by being in the quantum realm as long as they have. Mm. It's the thought of, when Scott got trapped in there, he was in a time paradox, which is where the ants go, mm. right? Mm. Whereas when when Janet initially went in there, because she went to this city, let's call it Candor, um, she went to the bottled city and was therefore aging in normal time, because there's only certain bits of the quantum realm where time doesn't work properly. Mm. So that explains that plot hole. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> Um, when Ant-Man comes back up and it's five years later... When the rat hits the button the and rat, saves the universe. Yeah. Yes. The real hero. Yes. Um, did he go back to... Yeah, because he, he went back to find that Cassie had grown up, didn't yes. he? Yeah, and yeah. at that point, she didn't go, I've built a fucking machine. <laughs> no, that wasn't pertinent information <laughs> at that point. <laughs> Going, do you know that... Do you know anybody? Do you know have anybody's address that you could speak to who might know anything or might want to know anything about quantum fucking tunneling? <laughs> Yeah, no, they didn't feel the need to call Cassie yeah. on that. They were like, no. Because, again, she's a normal child, but mm. now she's been like, presented as like a super genius. Yeah. Which can be a bit of a comic booksy problem in that a lot of characters are very smart. Mm. But it just felt like a bit left field. Maybe they're, like, they're setting up as like, right, we're looking at the Young Avengers, we need a tech person. Mm. And I guess if we're not doing Iron Lad, we'll, like, Cassie will do. Oh, God, they're going to have to, aren't they? Potentially, they might have oh, to for plot reasons. How are they going to get around that? I don't know. I don't oh, know. Man. I know. I think young. I, I think we're only missing like a Hulk standing, mm. and even then, we've got Hulk's kid from She-Hulk. So oh, instead God. of Hulkling, we can get that thing. Scar. Um, yeah. Yeah. So we're, we're there. We're getting a Young Avengers. There's no way they've planted oh, all yeah, these yeah. seeds and not 100% done that. Because why else recast Cassie if she's not going to be needed to front a movie or yes. two? So there's that. Now, I think. I think she did well, and I'm excited to see her just play with different characters, I think. Mm. Like, her chemistry with Paul Rudd was better. It's better than his fucking chemistry with Angeline Lilly. And like, <laughs> I, I believe them as father and daughter. Yes. Which is a story we haven't really got in a Marvel movie yet. No, not in a like, movie, Like, a no. bit at the end of Love and Thunder, but not really. Not in the same depth. No. Because this so. is, you know, that idea. And mm, the fucking trailers, I swear to Christ, they need to stop doing this. The trailers mm. sold a better version of this movie. They sold the version where Kang went, you want more time with Cassie? Want to have that five years back? I can give you that. Yeah, that's not in this. Not at all. No. It's literally just the get down there and it's like, I will crush you. And that is that. Yeah, it's a much less, like, it's a much more basic version for, we need Ant-Man to do a thing for Kang. And instead of giving him a, a, a tempting bargain, it's, I'll, I'll hurt your daughter. Uh-oh. Yep. It feels again. Far less interesting. You know, for all the same reasons that everyone was bragging on, Star-Lord is an idiot for punching Thanos in the face. Like, yeah, but the point is, is that it appealed to his anger. Yes. And, he's, and, and the Marvel characters are humans playing at gods and not gods playing at humans. Yes. So, like, that worked. Mm. And then this is just literally, this could have been an episode of the Green Hornet. It just, it was that very bare basic, oh, no, they have my, fa- it's a Liam Neeson movie. They have my family. Oh, wow. It really is a Liam Neeson movie. Yeah, it's... 
I'm really hoping. I have high hopes for Guardians. Oh man, <laughs> to to really shake shit up and go like, no, it, th- this is not working. It because... is going to hurt me. Oh yeah, I know it's going to hurt me, but I cannot fucking wait. Pedro's like, Rocket's going to die, isn't it? It's like, they're all going to die. <laughs> Look at this movie. Drax was dead in the trailer. Yeah, yeah, no one's getting out of this movie alive. It's not happening. Uh, if this could only be more of a perfect situation and ending if they if they'd already introduced Nova and they were going to do the panel from the last time that Nova and Star-Lord died which was just them punching shit back into the cancerverse and just dying like yeah. just like closes behind them they're fucking dead like that that could work only be more perfect i i'm i'm hoping that's a rallying point where we go like right now we can still do good like not good movies cuz again i liked Ant-Man Quantumania it's when they can do great movies again. Yeah. It's going to be the fucking Marvels, is it? No. Got delayed again. Yep, I saw. It's still, in, it's still this year, but now it means I think we're only getting three movies this year. Oh, uh, yeah. This Guardians and then, and Ms. And then and the that. Marvels at the end of the year. Um, but they are pumping the fucking brakes. They have realised that... Good! Qu- yes! <laughs> Everyone's like, oh, this is bad for Marvel. Like, No, this is good because that means the quality can come back. You're not just rushing shit out the door yep. and ended up with like half-finished visual effects like this and to a bigger extent She-Hulk. You don't end up with half a product. Like These things should not be yeah. where video games currently are. We might only get Secret Invasion and I think they said Loki Season 2 is the only two things we're probably getting for Disney Plus this year. That's fine. That's absolutely like that, fine. Especially Loki Season 2. Don't fucking rush that. Because season one was really good. Take your time. I think that yeah, they they I need them to ramp that quality back up by the time the X Men arrive. Just just fucking just yep. get get your shit sorted now. Get your house in order, and then woo, off we go. Yep. Um. Well, uh, speaking of the CGI, yes, I heard that it was like oh no, they put all the money into Black Panther for that. That Black Panther was the higher priority for the visual effects, and I was like, it's not like there's visual effects in it, but like. This is clearly the one that needs the more CGI work done on it because yeah. we are in a fucking fantasy realm the entire fucking time. Yeah, we're in a kind of cosmic fucking thing that doesn't exist that no. we can't. That, you know, I think the lack of physical sex. Se- excuse me. <laughs> the lack of physical sex did hurt <laughs> this movie. Uh, it certainly did, but that's just my life. Uh-huh. No, the lack of physical sets. Mm. It hurt it because I feel like there was. Even on the kind of the more, certainly, you know, Guardians is a good example of this, the more cosmic level stuff. You're on an alien planet, but there's still a tangible physical thing around you. Yes. Whereas this was just a lot of standing outside and kind of budget Aurora Borealis going on. And that's a lot. Outside of that bar and maybe Kang's chair, there's nothing that really feels grounded. And I think no. that's a problem. Like, you can't. I'm not going to feel anything for these people. These people being the people that live in the quantum realm. If there's, if nothing about them feels real, no. and it doesn't, it doesn't have to be real. It just has to feel possible. Yeah. And then, you know, the idea. Oh, the human. We don't have human down here except for those two humans. Except for Chidi from the Good Place. How did you waste William Harper Jackson? The big rumour, or maybe it was more of a hope than a rumour, was that, Fantastic. is he Doom? 
Oh, that would have been interesting. It would have been interesting, I but mean, no, he's just a random psychic dude. Yeah, who will never see again. And these, this, you know, the the people down there, they're not like you had say like I don't know the Micronauts. Yeah. You had that cast of characters that you could have gone. Oh, we can bring them back and do something interesting. Fuck it. One of the Micronauts is Bug. Bug was on the Guardians of the Galaxy. You could have had a through line. But no, no, just random no name fucking characters. The Xena-looking woman was cool. Yeah, but like... But that's about would, it. Would never come back. No. Would never do anything interesting. Fucking light bulb head man. Yeah. Don't know his name. Don't care to learn it. I, Why should I? I appreciate that they got... um, What's his name? Back to be the goop guy. Um, That was David Dashmalian. Yeah. Oh, 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 yeah, because none of the... Where the, the fuck is Louise? Where's Louise? Where's the crew? Where's the? Where's Cassie's weird family? You know, Judy Greer and just, like, I, yeah. cook husband. I thought surely at the end of the movie when they're doing the big happy birthday, Cassie, uh, I thought, well, that's where Judy Greer will be. Yep. No, nope. didn't get her back. Didn't think it pertinent for her mom to be at her birthday. Could you imagine the Louise recap of this movie? Oh, my God. <laughs> Why did we not? Like, they were like, well, we wanted to get into the quantum realm as fast as possible. I was like, fine, do us a post-cred. That's a post-cred I'd look forward to. That's, that's your ending gag. Don't end yeah. on... Don't... I'm going to have to spoil it because it's so shit. Don't end on Paul Rudd chokes on ice cream. End it on Luis going, so what happened? And then, yeah, Paul Rudd going, well, and then just cut. Like, perfect subversion of that relationship. There you go. But no, because that would have involved somebody. And I fear for the Avengers movies now. Because the same person that wrote this is writing that as well. Oh, and the Shang-Chi guy's directing it. Yep. I mean, the thing is, the, the thing is, Shang-Chi, I was harsh on it. Mm. And now I really wish I hadn't been. Knowing what was coming after it, really wish I hadn't been. I, there's too much riding on Avengers movies for them to be even mediocre. Yeah. I think if they don't see a good quality script, they will just back the truck up to the fucking Bruce Brothers house and go, nah, turns out, lads, we need you back. Yep. Um, <laughs> we need you and we need, uh, what is it, uh, Stephen McFeely and Christopher Yost. To come back to write it exactly that and just just sort it out yeah because this this guy the writer of this movie was a rick and morty guy right yes figures yep sure God, does doesn't it glad that ship's going fucking down <laughs> joy to the world my brothers it's finally happening <laughs> i mean the problem is it isn't it's just justin roiland <laughs> fucking that's the iceberg my friend <laughs> the, the ship has hit it and it's 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 all right but it's not it's not saying afloat it's is just it? a bunch of no-name writers and dan Harmon now yeah it's gonna go down isn't it it's a shame because i really liked solar opposites but uh well Oh, well. Ah, well. Um, Right. I think that's everything. In terms of recommendation, it's not... It's a middling Marvel movie, but they're all... The problem is, other than Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, they've all been middling Marvel. The entire Phase 4 was a series of middling Marvel movies and then Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. And Spider-Man. Oh, and Spider-Man, yeah, fair. We're we're starting Phase 5 with yet another mid-table Marvel movie. Yep. And the most exciting thing of this phase being the next one, <laughs> being Guardians. Yeah. I mean, maybe Thunderbolts if they go, if they lean right. The thing is, what a bad time to lose James Gunn to like mm. to then be having to make a Thunderbolts movie that can't be any fun. 
I think it can be. I think they'll see that as like the like for like replacement for the Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm. And like, and and the, the, they'll be banking on well, people at least know these characters already because there's literally no new people on the Thunderbolts. It's all returning people. Yeah, that is a problem. It is a problem, but I think it's a, again they've all got good casts. And if you've got good casts and a decent CGI budget, I feel that you can make something that at least works, and then hopefully you can take it places from there. Um, like you know, the one I worry about is fucking Cap Four. Oh yeah, because if that if they really are going with the leader as the fucking thing after mm. the monstrosity that was fucking Modok, that, that oh yeah doesn't That's, fill me with confidence. It's at not going to be good, is it? And on top, no. not only that, you, you this is the what don't waste Harrison Ford on a maybe thing. You've got, oh, yeah. you've got to lock him into something, lads. That's not how this works. Why did Bill Murray on this? Oh, God, I forgot Bill Murray was in it. Yeah, That's do, how little you? they use him. He's in a scene where he's like, he's weird yep. and then dies. Yeah, he does die, doesn't that, he? That's a question mark. You've oh, yeah. seen die. He just, gets eaten. he just gets attacked by a squid thing. And that's it. And that's your lot for Bill Murray, I yeah. guess. Thanks for coming, Bill. Feels more like he just showed up one day and they were like, uh, okay, sure, we'll we'll get we'll get you a spot in the script, Bill. I guess you can be this guy who shagged Michelle Viver once. I was like, all right, fine. <laughs> I mean, lucky. totally get that motivation. Yeah, yeah, fair, fair, fair. fair. Um, Should we do spoilers? Spoiler Thank you very much. Right. Okay, what, so go for it. It's not that I dislike the way that the film ends, I because there's a great scene where the the kind of like solidifies Scott's character. Yes, and it is the 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 possibilities. Yes, bit. and it's like the, once the idea is communicated across all potential choices that Scott could make, they all club together to go. No, we've got to save Cassie. Yes, I unapologetically loved those few minutes of that movie. Yes. I thought that was a really clear message about who this person is mm-hmm. and about why he is a hero. Yes. And then they followed it up with King Kong pastiche mm. and uh, let's just put the lid back on Kang. Let's just put Kang back in the bottle Yeah, and worry about it another time because we've got to do XYZ movie over there. None of this like the lid has been taken, like, you know, the lid has been, after 10,000 years on free, it's time yeah, to yeah, conquer yeah. Earth. And that's, that shouldn't be a reversible decision. I, see, I get where you're coming from. Because the problem is, the, 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 the plot of this movie sets this specific Kang up to be the one to, watch out for that guy. The Conqueror. He's in the costume. Yes. This is the Kang that the other Kangs fear. So, like, fucking sent him off to the quantum realm to be banished, basically. Mm. And for him to be presumably dealt with at the end, mm. you can't, well, what, 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 why should we care about the other Kangs, the Kangs that were scared of this guy that Ant-Man beat? You have uh, an assist from the Wasp, I guess. But like, <laughs> yeah, You're in a shithole catch-22, because either you go, ah, but that Kang, Kang the Conqueror didn't die, and it's a fake-out, and it's yes. not earned. Or Kang the Conqueror just got killed by Ant-Man, and the next time we see Jonathan Majors, he's playing a different character. Mm. And why should we care about him? Other than the fact of it's prison thick Jonathan Majors. Uh, that, but this is the problem of like, it, it, it's it's the threat that I'm worried about. Mm. Like, he's a good enough actor and there's enough storyline ways out of Kang with his infinite fucking variants that there is probably a way to get back to that level of like, uh-oh. Mm. But it, 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 it robs it of something that you've dealt with 
the the comic accurate Kang has been put to the sword already in an Ant-Man movie. Yes. And we're meant to worry about this building threat for the rest of Phase 5 onwards. Yeah. It, it, it's almost like, to, to make a comparison between the two, if, if Thanos is a stab wound, you know, something that will leave a permanent scar, yes. something that will, you know, you don't know the, the true extent of the damage until you fully explore it. Yes. Kang at the minute is dandruff. It is just something that you just manage. Yeah. And that, that doesn't scream phase-wise villain unless they're leading to doom. And I don't know just yet how you do it. I don't know how you do it. I don't know what they're thinking for the Fantastic Four. So so, so you're thinking of Secret Wars. But they do God King Doom. God Emperor Doom. Yes. Right, okay. I that's a lot to put on Doom before you've had a Fantastic Four movie. Sure is. To jump straight to that. Yeah. Like the ultimate Doom story cannot be told before we've even established who the fuck the Fantastic Four are. Exactly. It, there's a lot of questions at the moment. I hope Kevin Foggy knows what he's doing. Oh my uh, God. It's more that I just give, I have not blind faith because that's been fucking shaken to its core, mm. but I'm like, the big swings have yet to miss. That's true. All the really big stuff that needed to work did. It's all these ancillary stuff that, that they kind of, it's, it's an understandable problem we have because like all of the stuff that made it successful went. Every yes. aspect of that first Avengers movie is no longer sticking around in Marvel. True. Like, who? Like, who, what's the remnant? Sam Jackson's still there. And Thor. Thor's still there, but I mean, fucking Even Love then. and Thunder did some damage to that. <laughs> um, uh, Snowplow did some damage to fucking Clint, so he's, <laughs> so, um, uh, so he's out of commission for a bit. Um, oh, God, in real life, yeah. That's what I mean, yeah. Jamie Renner had some <laughs> shit done to him, so he's out of commission for now. Yep. Black Widow's dead. Iron Man's dead. Cap is functionally dead. Mm. Hulk is doing... Well, Hulk's never had a movie, so he doesn't really factor in until we get to an Avengers movie. Mm. All of your writers Shield's have gone. Shield's not a thing. Mm. All of your writers have gone. I mean, we're glad that Joss Whedon's gone, but like he did some good stuff whilst yeah. he was there. The Russos aren't coming back. They said they wanted to do Secret Wars, and they were passed over. Mm. So, I'd, it's hard to... No, it could be healthy for the rest of Hollywood that the 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 bloom is coming off the road. Like uh, with DC firing back up and having another stab at this, good luck. <laughs> but and it worked so far. True, but you know you've now got somebody in charge on Feige's level. You have. I've I, liked everything that James Gunn has done. I don't know if I'm in for a James Gunn Superman movie. Yeah, that's going to be a weird one. That is, I would not have picked James Gunn to helm a Superman movie unless he's in charge of DC. I don't think he gets picked unless they just want the star value because, like, he's never done a movie that's because you look at all the other things they are cynical at best. Like, especially like something like Super is mm. very critical of the Superman ideology. How can you then go and especially since they've pitched it as no, this is about wholesome Superman mm-hmm. in a non-wholesome world. James Gunn doesn't do wholesome characters. No. <laughs> That's what was so interesting about him announcing teams that we've just never seen before. Like mm. the Authority and the Creature Commando. They're just weird shit. I'm like, yeah, yeah that's James Gunn's no, that, DC that, that world. Is, that's his deal. Wholesome, by the books, good Christian boy Superman. I'm like, that's, that's, that's not his wheelhouse. Not his thing. Not his thing at all. That's um, Surely that that's the, you just get the Top Gun crew in and just make a Superman movie with them, you might have to cast Tom Cruise. I was about to say, where are we going with this? <laughs> yeah, it can be Park Kent. And, and 
Yeah, he, he is be... old enough now. He didn't look it, but he is old enough to be parking to this point. Yep. In in the words of Jonathan Colton, he knows someday he'll have to play some old. No, I can't say because he says the R word. Uh, R word, grandpa. While yes. someone younger plays his sexy son. That's that. That, that day will come. That it's not yet. No. Um, because Top Gun's about to win Oscars. It so. is, and he's currently <laughs> chucking himself off buildings for Mission Impossible, whatever the fuck number on the with that eight. I think it's. Nine? Is it nine? It's eight or nine. They're doing because they're doing right, part four, one. And part four two. was Ghost Protocol. Five was Rogue Nation. Yep. I feel like there was a sixth one. <laughs> we definitely got to seven. Maybe it's eight part one and eight part two. Good. Yep. Happy days. Anyway, um, back onto this movie that we're currently reviewing. Yes. Um, yeah, I, I think we can talk about the the only laugh that Modoc gets. <laughs> it's his ass. Oh, I went with like you've always been a brother to me, and then touching. Scotland oh, that was quite face. good. That was quite. At least good. I get to die in Avenger. And like, yeah, I guess. Sure. Why not? There <laughs> <laughs> was gone. some good bits. Like, I like the King Kong bit where he's like, it's like hugging Godzilla. That was that was all right. That was fine. There's little bits that like because Doctor Strange has none of that. That's true. It's very joyless. Yeah, like they they promised a weird world in Doctor Strange, and then just went to. They they kind of crashed through ten of them yep. in about thirty seconds, and then went to just a slightly different New York. Yeah, like this one at least fucking doubles down on like no no we, we'll give you we promise you weird in the trailer we're going to spend all of our time in the weird. And and at least the, one of the big characters they introduced in this movie didn't have the backstory of God punished some space lesbians, so that's good. God punished some space lesbians. That's Doctor strange. The, America Chav- America Chavez's oh! backstory. Is just is just yeah. a hole appeared in the sky and sucked up some lesbians, and that's her backstory. <laughs> that's literally her backstory. That is indeed America Chavez's backstory. Oh, I don't like what were the post? Oh, so post is the Kang Dynasty. Yes, it's it's the Council of Kangs, as you might expect. Really fun, but I worry for a casual audience that this doesn't scream call everyone you know what i mean yeah, like yeah that's just this is an interesting i made an album cover <laughs> it really is. <laughs> so you've got fucking tutankhamun some like really androgynous looking sex doll in the year 3000 <laughs> and and some big hatted blue guy and i'm like and they and no one's meant to know why these guys are important no we know <laughs> we know they don't know <laughs> like of course we were gonna get it but like like the second one victor timely was more interesting than the three kangs they presented as yes. like these are the high kangs yep and instead we've set up loki season two as a post post credit yeah as your big go home moment so is loki season two he's, he's essentially your first shot as a trailer for a tv show <laughs> we're in a weird world now we are god post end game's been weird in it it's been a hell of a time hell of a time again i come back to didn't hate it thought it was fine I, i'm much more looking forward to guardians mm. this is by default the best movie i've seen this year because i've seen two One. movies oh it's better than a man called Otto. Oh yeah, you just like again that one. to give it the 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 succinct review is Tom Hanks failing to kill himself for two hours. Um, <laughs> still a nice film. This was better. Um, oh, the the the, the glut is coming though. The glut like, is coming. Creed three is this week. Yeah. Sixty five is the year is the week after. It is. Mario Bros is round the corner. John Wick Chapter Four is with us before the end of the month. Yep. So it, it it's coming. There's also, unless they've moved, uh, Shazam. Yeah, that's another one. 
I mean, it depends if you care about Infinity Pool, but you got a Brandon Cronenberg movie coming out. So there's that. But then Dungeons & Dragons, Super Mario, next goal wins. Like, Did you get the Dungeons & Dragons trailer with this? I missed the trailers, so I would, don't know. Oh. I mean, I've seen the Dungeons & Dragons trailer. Thoughts? Don't it look fun? Don't it look fun? Annoyingly. I really want to see it. It does look quite fun. And a cast that I really like. Like you got Sophia Lillis and Justice Smith and then Chris Pine just being a bard. Yeah. Okay. And freaking fun um, Hugh Grant and, and, and so on and so forth. Yeah. Wait, who's who's the who's the bad guy? Who's the witch looking woman? Because she's under heavy makeup. I oh, God. I who that is. Yeah. Shit. I don't remember. Because I could not figure out. Jump you know, the Xena looking lady. Yes. Oh, like, Michelle Rodriguez. That's not Michelle Rodriguez. That's not Michelle Rodriguez. That's not Michelle Rodriguez. This is the problem. I don't know if I had a, a hang on. A, a, look it up. It's not anyone because the first time I saw her, I went, "Hang on, that's not fucking Colleen Wing, is it?" For Iron Fist and every caster, <laughs> I was like, "No, no, don't do that." She was the only good thing in Iron Fist. Bring her back wholesale. Yeah, basically. Hang on, Dungeons and Dragons. What's it called? Honor Among Thieves. Honor Among Thieves. Yeah. Oh, God. Wikipedia is not helping me. Oh, sorry. I thought you meant the Xena-looking woman in this movie. Sorry. Right. You were on about the trailer for Dungeons & Dragons. Yes, that is Michelle Rodriguez. Yeah, I was going to say. I was like, wow. (laughs) They cloned Michelle Could you imagine? Oh, in this film. Okay, yeah, the film that we're talking about. That's what I was on about. Who's the Xena woman? Okay. No, I don't know who the Xena woman is. I've never heard of her either, but she's there, apparently. She got to have some cool scenes with Chitty. So there you go. I remember the one funny joke from the the goop guy mm. was your buildings are alive and he just goes yours are dead <laughs> that was funny and uh, then, then there are some buildings that, that move and run that was one of your out of context pictures that yes. i was like i understand the reference now that's good <laughs> oh i'm worried about marvel but it, maybe it's fine like if if other movies get to be made and we can have other tentpoles throughout a year that aren't necessarily Marvel movies, it's just, why did it have to happen before the fucking X-Men get here? Right. This uh. is it. It just fit like, the, the, like you said, the critical response was bad. Like, I, I read, I read Too tweets. Too bad, I think. It was yeah. a bit harsh. They, they over-egged how bad it was because it wasn't that bad. Bear with me. Yes. Um, so you stopped me and just then stared off into the distance. No, no. So, so there, there was, there was, in football. Yes. <laughs> another awesome. analogy i'm not going to get there That's was cool. when they first introduced goal line technology commentators were super horny for the first time it was going to fail right <laughs> and there was a game i think it was an arsenal game and they said the goal the ball looked like it across the line but they said no goal line technology said it's not a goal mm. and the commentator was like well here it is, the first major failing. You could tell he'd be fucking waiting for this. And then they did the zoom in, and I mean it is one millimetre not over the line, <laughs> but it got the call correct, and he had to like backtrack. People have been waiting to do that to Marvel for ages. Yep. So I feel like anything that's like slightly bad, in, in the way that phase one, anything that was slightly good, people like us would glom onto it and go, it's fucking amazing, isn't mm. this cool? Anything that's weak is now like fucking Darted like people yeah. are waiting for this to come so they can start saying, "Oh, it's the end of Marvel." Ha ha! It's all going to end. Ha ha ha! See, there's 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 the one side of that which is just the, the you know the pseudo right wing fucking commentators that just what go well go broke. Every critical drinker, etc. Yeah, anything that isn't basically a Trump rally. Mm. That's that's center apparently. So there's those, but then you get like like Jack Howard on on. Who I've really enjoyed before he left YouTube. Really enjoyed his stuff. Right. Um, 
big Marvel fan, big Spider-Man fan specifically. Mm. And this is what rocked my confidence was his tweet going, I'm absolutely devastated. Ant-Man of the Wasp Quantumania is by far the worst Marvel movie ever. And I'm like, MCU might take that. Marvel point at the fox universe yeah, yeah. calm the fuck down you you are, you are not in fan forstic territory not even slightly this i i think where have i got it at the moment in the big in the big mcu list it's not it's not low I mean, it's also not high but like i, I think it's going to be bottom quarter for me so i've currently got this sitting at number 22 slightly better than the guardians of the galaxy holiday special but slightly below loki season one okay so again that is almost exactly mid table Mm. um in fact the actual mid table one at number 20 is the first ant-man movie so there you go paul rudd likes to operate (laughs) in this kind of middlingly like yeah they're fine no one's favorite marvel movies around ant-man movies are they just, this is it. They're there, and this thing we're dealing with all the the kind of the fine people. Yeah, we've got to wait a while before we get a real stab at introducing new A level people. Yeah, because like the, that next Avengers movie will be the the big players are Doctor Strange, two Bidley movies, mm-hmm. Shuri. So we we, Ad- we admittedly we're in the minority with Black Panther one, but yeah. Black Panther two, cool, it's but Ace. But it's not the Black Panther we thought we were getting. No. And then it's like, the Young Avengers are probably going to be in there. Guardians are going to be wiped out by that point. It's not going to be them. Ant-Man and the Wasp will be... Oh, quick thing about the ending, just before we wrap up. Yes. I don't think it was the original ending. You don't? There's a really weird thing where they make this big deal of Wasp sacrificing himself by jumping back through the portal to stop Kang. Yeah. For them to them... The idea of them both getting stuck in the quantum realm. I was like... That would have been something. That's interesting. And within, no joke, five seconds, even though it doesn't really make sense in their universe, they've opened the portal back up and go through. Yeah. Completely making a sacrifice null and void and pointless. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. oh, it's fine. Everyone could have come back through. They could have literally walked back through the door, killed Kang, and then walked back off again. I mean, that would have further set up your Young Avengers movie. Scott and, you know, Ant-Man and the Wasp are stuck down there. Yeah. We've got stature, and that's it. Yeah. Cool. Interesting. Like, obviously, then you do the big... Well, all they're here when, like, everything's going wrong in the Kang dynasty. Fucking Ant-Man and Wasp turn up and you go, way! But, like, I felt like they didn't just... Marvel's problem at the moment is not committing to things. Yeah. And not really, like, saying, like, we, we had a lot of commitment at the end of Endgame. It's like, right, we're killing, we're killing Iron Man. We're killing this person. We're doing this. We're doing mm. that. They, like, they don't want to do that. Thor keeps going, despite the fact that he probably could have died also. Mm. And just, like... No, you got. There's no big stakes at the moment. You can see the stagehands coming in to clear up the scene mm. at the end of every film. It's just like, okay, put the toys back in the box. We have yep. to do the next one now. Different, like again, same thing with Doctor Strange. Have the problem. There is no fundamental difference between Ant Man at the start of this movie and Ant Man at the end of this movie. And you could say that for everything. This is why. This is what I really liked about your vision for Phase Four. It was just there was a problem, yes, and it did not go away. No. Yours was like, was, you oh, basically did an incursion. I did you? incursions yeah. and basically yeah, stole the end of Secret Wars and had them fucking fly out into the into the Fox universe, or at least a, a, a universe where the X Men were the first responders. Yeah, because that's interesting. This is now it's a problem of well, it has to keep going. It's got a comic book problem. They've now got to the point where the movies and the comic books have the same problem of, yep. but we have to keep going. So we're either going to get a reboot within the next 10 years or we're just going to go on ad nauseum until he just dies at the heat death of the universe. I mean, time's a flat circle because we've now got a situation where you've got the entirety of the Marvel Universe isn't doing as well as the Batman film. 
So yeah. <laughs> it's 2012. You all look over at phase again. six. What's the two things I'm most excited for? That would be Deadpool, so the Fox universe coming back for one last <laughs> fucking staggering breath, and Daredevil, so the Netflix universe coming back <laughs> for one last stab of things. <laughs> fucking hell, what a world. Blokes in red suits from different universes. More of that, please. That's what we want. Or the Batman. Literally the Batman. When, or... when they said, like, in, in James Gunn's big plan, they're like, yeah, we're still doing the Batman too. And I was just like, yes. Dope. Give me that. Makes no sense because we're going to have to have another Batman. So we'll have two running around at the same time because they do yes, Brave and the Brave Bold. Brave and the Bold, yeah. They can't aid Robert Pattinson up to do that. And so they're going to have to get another Batman. You do know what they've got to do. They've got to make that film tomorrow before Aidan Gallagher Makes gets sense. too old to be I, I think away. he already is. Mm. But to the same token, they're not going to cast a 10-year-old and have him lopping off heads, are they? So no. maybe giving him a 15-year-old works. But then that means you need a significantly older Batman. Yes. You're talking like a Batman in, roughly speaking, his 40s. If only they hadn't spunk Affleck already, but there yeah. we go. But casuals are going to get confused. Mm-hmm. Why won't they think of the casual? <laughs> oh, right, we're rambling. Let's see. <laughs> We just, we just, it's it's fine. It's it's just fine. It's there. It's, I don't look forward to buying the Blu-ray, but I'm going to anyway. Middling to bad and yeah. Physical, Can't wait for the Guardians. Physical media is forever by Laserdisc. Anyway, you can go and find me on Twitter and Instagram at that Mike Owen. You can go and find Darren on Twitter and Instagram at the Guttridge. You can find the site on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook under the username Fallient. That's F-O-U-L-E-N-T. Find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, wherever you can pick up your RSS feed under the username Fallient or Fallient Podcast, depending on the service you're using. And go to FallientSalmon.com for more of this stuff. More of this stuff, including probably the next episode will be the Oscars one. Because yes. the Oscars is, I mean, at time of recording... About a week and a half away. The big question we will answer in upcoming episodes is, did Mike summon the courage to go and watch Avatar 2? <laughs> Which is, technically speaking, an Oscar movie for some reason. Academy Award nominated <laughs> Avatar The Way of Water. How many movies? Uh, so, again, we've got a week and a half to go. Yep. What's left on the list other than Avatar Would 2? you like me to read out yes. what I've got Because that will require do. at least two of the next, what, 12 days that we have just yep. to watch Avatar. I have 13 movies next left to see, which is not good. I have to watch, in alphabetical order... Please do. Argentina 1985, Avatar The Way of Water, Babylon, Bardo, False Chronicle, A Handful of Truths, Blonde, <laughs> Close, Eo, Empire of Light, I have to scroll to get to the next one, Living, I have to scroll to get to the next one, Tell It Like a Woman, I have to scroll to get to the next one, The Quiet Girl, To Leslie... And Women Talking. Those are the movies I haven't seen at this time and I will have seen by the time you're listening Was to the next episode. Empire like that like cinema one? The Sam Mendes one, yeah. That's apparently like a piece of shit. See, I've heard it was all right. Oh, I, I, the reviews I read were like... It's bad? This is like... Um, I'm trying to think what it's called. Like more Holland Drive level of like... He finally got to do his passion project and it turns out his passion project is shit. Oh, no. And it was stopped previously for a reason that's oh, what i've heard no. he's got nominated for an oscar he must be doing something right well what did he get nominated for that's the question i'll be honest with you the ones that everybody's absolutely raving about have been big pieces of shit this year Ooh, happy Look, days tar fuck me save it for the pod so yes we will have mike's <laughs> traditional oscar roundup with me basically playing color commentary all the way through <laughs> Being the voice of the audience in that one. Um, we are also recording a review of Hogwarts Legacy today, so yep. you will hear that in the coming up. And like I said, the glut is here, movies are here, and they are coming thick and fast. Um, 
we will have Shazam is right around the corner. We have Creed. We have six, uh, 63, 65, 65 even. John Wick Chapter 4. And I guess the next big, big one we're back for is the Mario Bros movie. Because ain't nobody else watching that except for you, babe. Because no, just my me. wife, is, again, reiterated, she would rather watch anything else, <laughs> including <laughs> Dune 2. Wow, really? She didn't watch Dune 1. She noped out of Dune 1 minute 3. And yet she was like, I would rather watch Dune 2 than watch one second of the Mario (laughs) Bros movie. (laughs) I mean, the trailers haven't been... I really enjoyed enjoyed the the plumbing advert trailer. Did you? I really liked that. Just, Just, I really liked the idea of just like, they get someone to read from a script that they're just like, what the fuck am I reading? <laughs> that re- that response won me over. I might actually enjoy this film now. Who I, knows? I I I I. It's like, do I need it to work so they'll do Zelda, or do I really need it not to work so that specifically Illumination don't do Zelda? Yes. Give it to what they called the um, Leica. Yeah, the the stop motion guys. Yeah, they, they did it with fucking Kubo and the two string. That, that it's was just their, a that Zelda was, movie. Just fucking trailer for it. Yeah. If you're not going to give it to Studio Ghibli, give it to fucking them. Yep. Don't give it to Illumination. Completely agree. Don't give it to the Minions people. <laughs> and oh. then and um, or make or make a Metro movie that's a horror. You won't because you're cowards. But you know. Yeah, they're not going to do that, Maggle. That's Nintendo. I know. Oh, just be great, wouldn't it? We shall see. Anyway, all that and more is coming up very soon on Fair Entertainment. Thanks very much for listening to this episode of Popscorn, and we'll see you in the next one. Bye, everybody! Bye!